This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Thank you for tuning into another edition of Another Dolphins podcast. It is Wednesday, November 29th. Odds are you're listening to this on Thursday. That means Merrick Brave, Joshua Houts are joining me today. Gentlemen, it seems like it's been forever since the Dolphins played football, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I was actually just talking about that this morning and, and talking about how much I really enjoyed watching the Dolphins on Black Friday. Like, I just, it, they were the only game on. It wasn't the most difficult of opponents. So we we kind of, you know, we weren't stressing throughout that one. It was just nice. No expectations for, for anything, you know, else going on. It, it was just a fun time. It was a good time. But you're right. It's been however many days now. It feels like we should be watching the Dolphins play like, you know, today or tomorrow. But uh, we still got a few days to wait before, uh, before they head to – dc or, or maryland i guess to take on the commanders yeah i mean every time the dolphins aren't playing it feels like it's forever right and i think the biggest thing to do is kind of just sit back and just let it all let these days fall the way they are because i continue to look at the schedule or what eight and three and i mean the season's gonna be over before we know it so um it does feel like it's been forever because it kind of has but at least we got hard knocks right at least hard knocks gave us a little taste of what uh i guess we didn't see last week hard knocks Airs every Tuesday night. I do a little recap for it on the Finsider. Go check that out. Gentlemen, this episode at Hard Knocks, we knew it was going to be kind of tough to watch because while the Dolphins won 34 to 14, 13, they suffered a major, major injury. Uh, we knew Hard Knocks was going to address Jalen Phillips and his torn Achilles, but I think from the first moment of the first scene, I knew it was going to be a tough one to watch because I think they featured him basically start to finish. Oh, yeah. And you, you have to imagine they did that on purpose. They want to tug at the heartstrings. They want to, they want to you know, build them up just so they can not necessarily tear them down, but uh, just so the, the rest of us can be torn down watching it happen. I'm not going to lie. I, I teared up like actual real life waterworks, you know, welling in my eyes 
watching that one. Uh, and uh, I, I let my kids stay up and watch with me. Uh, we're an hour behind you guys, so I'm not that bad of a parent. They're not staying up till what, 11 p.m.? You guys got to stay up to watch this show? Ten. Didn't do it. Ten, Ten p.m. Regardless, that's that's too late for me, certainly too much for my children. But I let them stay up and watch it with the caveat. I say just because they say curse words on this show doesn't mean you can say them in real life. And okay. my God, does Mike McDaniel curse so much more than I expected him to. He cusses so much, uh, which is fine. But uh, yeah, I, I, I teared up watching the, the Jalen Phillips injury. You know, just something about a, a grown man crying that, that gets you in your feels like that. And he knew it right away. It, it, it almost looked like he had injured the Achilles or felt something was off the play before the cameras even kind of panned down to his, his ankle, his foot area. Um, as he was looked like he was readjusting a knee pad and almost kind of like shaking it out a little bit. So you almost wonder if it, if there was a partial tear on the play before and then, and then the full tear, uh, the following play there, but you know, you saw it happen uh, during the game and they showed the replay of it and you felt bad then, but to, to, to just hear him speak about the injury, you know, coming from his own mouth there and then to hear his teammates react to the injury and, and see the reaction in the locker room. It was just, just a heart wrenching uh, experience and uh, you know, a good watch, but a hard watch and uh, you know, just wishing, wishing him the best uh, with his recovery and, and hopefully, you know, he'll come back even stronger from this, but yeah, definitely a hard watch. Yeah. I mean, we all knew what was going to happen. And it still somehow was so difficult to watch. I kind of relate it to a reality show. I don't know if you guys watch some of these things. I mean, I'm a big top chef. Throughout those episodes, whenever someone's getting ready to go home, they almost kind of foreshadow it and kind of give you a little bit more of a background story on that specific person. That's kind of felt like what they were doing here. You know, they were telling you about Jalen Phillips, all the history behind his injuries. But to see him go down, to see him, like you said, Merrick, those real tears come out of his eyes. Um, people make fun of me, maybe, but I, I was also weeping. I mean, it felt like I watched a notebook for the first time because um, I said it before. Jalen Phillips is at the top of my list of my favorite players. And then to, uh, you know, see how much it you know how devastated he was because again he was playing his first uh his best football so um it was definitely heartbreaker and i had the kleenex nearby because it was a little bit sad oh come on man you had a great comparison for it what was it like watching that which, which what i say what what i tweet the red the notebook wedding? oh yeah the re okay yeah I, I would much rather watch that, though. Does Merrick understand the Red Wedding? I don't know. I've never yeah. seen Game of Thrones. Brutal. Though. Brutal. Well, it's uh, an infamous episode, and I think I'd rather go back and rewatch that than uh, see this happen because, again, we all knew it was going to happen, but it definitely hurt. But thanks, Jake. Thanks for reminding Dory that uh, what he tweeted last night because I'm telling you, man, I did not <laughs> even remember that. Hey, I, I, you're you're a funny – you're a talented person. I'm just, I'm just trying to pull it out step by step. Uh, Merrick, were you surprised with how much they did talk about Jalen Phillips? Because I, I think the key here is understanding that, I mean, Jalen Phillips has an outstanding uh, story. Medically retired in college at UCLA, went to Miami and was an absolute stud and just continued to work and battle back. And on top of that, just to hear all of his teammates, I mean, Bradley Chubb specifically talking about just being there for Jalen Phillips. I mean, it felt like a lot to include in an episode, but I mean, the storytelling, it was just, you, you said it best, the, it was a hard watch, but it was a very good watch. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised that they featured him. Uh, he's First of all, he's a good player. He's a great, great young ascending player in the National Football League. And unfortunately, they're not going to get to talk about him much more moving forward, depending on how much he's around the team. And who knows, maybe we'll get some features 
uh, with him in, you know, rehab and things like that. I hope we do. That would actually be really nice to watch uh, his journey and, you know, maybe get to see him coming out of the operating room, getting that surgery and everything like that. But, but he's, he's a, he's a really good player for the Miami Dolphins. He was playing his best game this season when the injury happened. He was hooping. When he he said that, it broke my heart when he was on the car and he just says, I was even hooping dog. I mean, Oh, that hurt me so much. And then what what was the first scene? Wasn't it McDaniel talking about like, this is going to be your breakout game where you show everyone that you are. Oh man, dude, it just. Yeah. He said he was going to be a household name following this game. And and unfortunately, I think a lot of people did learn who Jalen Phillips was because of the injury. Um, but they really need to know how great of a football player he is and the injuries that he overcame in college, the injuries that he overcame at the beginning of this season. And, and, you know, he's talked about the mental toll that those injuries took on him. Um, and unfortunately he's, he suffered another major injury, uh, just this past week. So wishing him the best. I know it, it already looks like his teammates are, are, are sending him as much positivity as possible. It sounds like he's going to be around the team quite a bit moving forward. Um, that's really one awesome thing about this Miami Dolphins team is they seem like such a close-knit group. seems like everybody's got each other's backs, including the coaching staff. Mike McDaniel, you're getting a, a great glimpse into the kind of human being that Mike McDaniel is. Um, you know, through this this Hard Knocks experience. We're only through two episodes so far, so we'll get an even deeper look into Mike McDaniel as a human being as we move forward. But he just seems like the perfect coach for this generation of athlete. You know what I mean? I think we talked about this, you know, when the Dolphins hired him. We were, we were kind of skeptical. We were wondering, hey, can a guy who looks like this, who sounds like this, who talks like this, can he lead a bunch of jocks, a bunch of football players, and the answer to that question has been yes, absolutely, a resounding yes. And and that's because he is such a great human being, and that translates over uh, to, to his football coaching style. These players understand that this coach truly and genuinely cares about them as human beings, not just numbers on the back of jerseys. You know what I mean? So uh, Mike McDaniel, great coach. Jalen Phillips, a great young player. Hard Knocks, a great show to watch so far. Um, and hopefully, you know, hopefully we can continue to get this quality content because I, I really enjoyed uh, this second episode, even though it was uh, a difficult watch at times. Josh, I mean, Merrick's sitting here raving about how this Dolphins team is together and they're working in the right direction. I mean, isn't that exactly what Brandon Gibson was doing when he was answering all of Mike Wallace's questions during press conferences? Isn't that the same thing? Aren't those great teammates? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the exact same thing, right? And I, I even tweeted out what the last time a Dolphins player had, what, 10-plus t- touchdowns was Mike Wallace or something like that. So, um, you know, the similarities are there. The similarities are there, right? Um, But it, it was devastating, this whole episode. He was mentioning Mike McDaniel. I don't know if you want to – if you guys even talked about it a little bit, but that that clip of him getting uh, – what did he get, roundhouse kicked in the shoulder and then <laughs> – and then elbowed in the ball. Say the word baby maker. I mean, it was, I was dying laughing at that. So um, there was some light moments in this episode, but anytime you lose your stud pass rusher, again, like you both said, you know, he discussed those dark places he went. So all that's in the back of your mind, but I do think, you know, his uh, rebirth, you know, the rehab is going to be much better than um, what we saw before. And to think that Jalen Phillips might even take his game to the next level. I mean, oh man, that's scary. Some people were, 
bringing up what Cameron Wake did in 2016 after he tore his Achilles and how the monster season he had. So, I mean, it's definitely, it's the farthest thing from a death sentence. And I'm really looking forward to seeing Jalen Phillips back out on the field. I mean, even just seeing everyone doing this like dance on the field together was just so much fun (laughs) to watch. And now the Dolphins found themselves in a tough spot because Jalen Phillips was leading the team with six and a half sacks. The same thing was true. Christian Wilkins is right there with him with six and a half sacks, but the Dolphins, Felt like they needed to make a move. They needed to make a change. So, Merrick, Jason, Justin Pierre-Paul is now a member of the Miami nope, Dolphins. you had it, Jason Pierre-Paul. Oh, my God. Talk about a Wednesday. I've heard You're probably thinking of his former uh, teammate, Justin Tuck. Of course. You got, yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, Jason Pierre-Paul signed to the Miami Dolphins uh, off of the New Orleans Saints practice squad. Hasn't seen a lot of action this season. He is 34 years old. He's in his 14th year uh, in the National Football League. Uh, But last season, he was with the Baltimore Ravens. He played in 13 games, I believe, and and ended up getting three and a half sacks. So he Mm -hmm. was a contributor there. He played over 500 snaps on defense for the Baltimore Ravens. So certainly not washed up. Uh, As of yet, he spent time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, had a Pro Bowl season in 2020 for them. Uh, And then, of course, he was drafted by the New York Giants in 2010, had a couple Pro Bowl years with them, had an All-Pro, first-team All-Pro season, his second year in the league with them, won a Super Bowl over the New England Patriots. So we'll we'll give him props for that. But uh, a veteran presence in this locker room, a a championship-caliber defender, and and. I think Josh said it on, on Twitter. We went from JP to JPP. So uh, if, if we, if we can get a little bit extra from JPP, uh, then, then we're expecting, then that'll be a bonus, but just a, another, another body that you can put in that room. I really like, I really like uh, his fit in this defense uh, based on his size. He's a big guy. He's a big dude, which I think is actually going to going to help them uh, in terms of stopping the run, not necessarily, you know, getting to the quarterback, bringing him down for sacks. I think uh, Andrew Van Ginkle is going to stay in that role, uh, but I think they're going to kind of d- divvy up Jalen Phillips's role amongst uh, Pierre Paul Van Ginkle and Emmanuel Ogba as well, uh, who, who ended up having, uh, I believe it was a, a, a sack and a half, one and a half sacks against the New York Jets last Friday. And, you know, people forget he's making $17 million a year. So it's time for him to go out there and earn some of that money. But between those three, between Van Ginkle, uh, Ogba, and, and the newly acquired uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, I think, I think the Dolphins are going to be all right. You know, it's hard to replace somebody the caliber of Jalen Phillips, but I think they're going to be all right in the pass rush department, the edge defender department. But but I do like the Pierre-Paul edition. Um, he, he's been a, a, a veteran, a longtime player in this league. Um, he's a consummate professional. And, and I think that he's happy to be back home. You know, he's a South Florida native, so he has a little bit extra incentive to play. And I, I actually just read, uh, he made some comments today after practice where the Saints actually offered him a spot on their 53-man roster when the Dolphins were trying to poach him. And after, you know, thinking over, thinking it over for a little bit, he chose to come to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you know, a little he wanted to come back home. And, and you have to think that he views the Dolphins as a better football team than the New Orleans Saints and, and more championship caliber squad than what New Orleans has put on the field this year. So uh, JPP coming to Miami, chose the Dolphins over the Saints, and we're going to be happy to have him. Now let's see what he can do once he once he hits the field. Yeah, I got to go back and delete some of my old tweets. I apparently uh, photoshopped his head on Jamie Lannister from uh, 
Game of Thrones when he got his hand chopped off. So there's some tweets I got to go back and delete. But at this stage of the uh, season, I mean, were you really going to find a better depth option? I mean, you mentioned Andrew Van Ginkle, Emmanuel Ogba. I mean, getting Jason Pierre-Paul at this stage of his career, I mean, yeah, he, he's closer to Walsh than not, but he is a depth piece. And he's going to be able to stop the run, like you mentioned, has some sacks. I've written down uh, 36 sacks in the last five years, 58 quarterback hits, three interceptions. 94 and a half total sacks throughout his career. So um, we know what he's done before he got here, but it sounds like, like you said, he wanted to come to Miami. He said, this is an opportunity for me to come home and try to win a Super Bowl. So, I mean, there's not anything else you really want to hear from a player at this point. And uh, again, I don't think you're going to find a better depth piece out there than Jason Pierre-Paul. I know some Dolphin fans were upset it wasn't Melvin Ingram. I mean, I think we all would have welcomed him back with open arms, but let's see what Jason Pierre-Paul can do. Because at one point he was one of the most uh, terrorizing pass rushers in all of football, right? And uh, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but it seemed like there were two options there. They put in a claim for Derek Barnett, uh, formerly of the Eagles. Uh, The Houston Texans had higher waiver priority and they were able to get him. But between the two options, Barnett and and JPP, I think in, you know, this late in the season as a reserve player, I think I'd rather have Jason Pierre-Paul on the squad, even though he's considerably older than Derek Barnett, but Derek Barnett, has been an underwhelming player in this league. Uh, and last season, Derek Barnett only had two sacks, whereas JPP had, had three and a half. So I think you're actually getting a little bit better of a player, a little bit bigger of a frame, and you're getting that that uh, you know championship pedigree when you bring JPP in. Yeah, I think the thing that was so impressive about this Miami Dolphins defense entering the year was just the, the size of that defensive front. And, and Jalen Phillips is a big dude, and I think that JPP kind of um, uh, simulates that really well. Uh, the thing I'm interested to see is that someone like JPP compared to, I'd say, like a Melvin Ingram provides the Dolphins with flexibility where I think you can have him on the field a little bit longer than where I think Melvin Ingram, you could kind of get him and pick on him a little bit uh, near the end. I was even eyeballing Trey Flowers a little bit, another guy that's available on the open market. But Merrick, what does JPP do for someone like Andrew Van Ginkle? Because, I mean, you look at the stats here. He has four sacks, seven tackles for a loss, but he also has four passes defended this is someone who has that flexibility to be a important piece on this defense both rushing the passer and in coverage so how important was it for Miami to maintain its flexibility and not really just kind of hope that hey Andrew Van Ginkle you got to go be this full-time edge rusher yeah I think it was really important considering how much linebacker ABG has been playing this year middle linebacker in particular I think Vic Fangio still wanted to leave that as an option for this defense. Um, And certainly AVG will be getting plenty of pass rush snaps as well. They'll rotate guys in and out, but you're right to have that flexibility, to have the option of allowing Van Ginkle to, to line up as a middle linebacker, have JPP on the edge there. You can drop Van Ginkle in cover coverage. You can send him on the blitz. You know, we know he's great plays with his hair on fire when he's rushing the passer like that. Um, And it allows you to be less, predictable with things like that if it was strictly just well we're going to put jpp in there when we think it's going to be a run and we're going to put avg in there when we think it's going to be a pass if i can figure that out as a 37 year old father of two sitting on my couch watching watching televisions on sunday afternoon then these millionaire coaches of uh, professional football teams could certainly figure it out as well so it allows them to stay multiple uh and not not get figured out there a little bit yeah, it doesn't hurt anything to bring him in, right? I mean, it's just going to help the Dolphins' defense out, and hopefully he can make an impact down the stretch because um, we're going to need someone to step up with Jalen Phillips out. And um, like you mentioned, man, Andrew Van Ginkle has a dynamic that he can 
play all over. Let's see how Jason Pierre-Paul gets in there. But let's be honest, Emmanuel Agba is going to be that guy that we really want to see step up, right, and prove that he's worth all that money that we kind of thought he might have been at one point in, our, in his career. Emmanuel Agba currently has four sacks. How many sacks does JPP and Emmanuel Agba each end the year with? Where I'd like to get your predictions for those two. And if JPP can get close to catching Agba. I don't think he will. I don't think he's going to play as many snaps as, as Agba will. I think Agba, you know, with a little bit more familiarity in the scheme, he's been with the team all offseason. But, you know, it, to be fair, it took him a little while to, to, to pick it up. And who knows if he's 100% comfortable within the scheme yet. So I think we're going to get maybe two, two and a half sacks out of JPP through the end of the year. Uh, so he wouldn't reach that four that Agba already has, but I think we're going to get maybe three or four more from Agba this season uh, over the next six games, which would be nice. That'd be nice to see, um, which would put him at seven or eight sacks by the time this season concludes, at least the regular season. He answered. I was going to say they would get 10 combined, but he just did the math and equaled out to 10, so he pretty much just stole my answer. But yeah, combined, they'll total 10. I don't know if they'll pass uh, Emmanuel Agba. I was a little surprised you said he had four already, but um, yeah, they're going to step up, and I think they'll surprise some people, especially Jason Pierre-Paul, but um, we shouldn't really expect him to come in right away and light the world on fire, right? This is going to be something that takes a few weeks for him to get acclimated and really get out there and, and be part of that big Fangio defense. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This Jalen Phillips injury, combined with the fact that the Miami Dolphins look like one of the best second-half defenses in the league, they haven't allowed more than 21 points since week five. Jalen Ramsey is absolutely awesome. There's six guys on this roster that have at least four sacks. So, guys, looking at this Miami Dolphins defense that has really stolen the spotlight from one of the most fun offenses in the NFL, which is hard to believe, let me ask you this, Mr. Merrick. Who is the best player on this Miami Dolphins defense? That is such a tough question because there are so many options. There really are so many options. And you could sit here and you could probably make an argument for at least eight different players. You really, really could. But if you're asking me my personal favorite or who I think the best defender on the Miami Dolphins is right now today... Well, on Friday, we lost to Jalen, but a few weeks ago, we we added a Jalen. And my answer to you would be Jalen Ramsey. I think Jalen Ramsey is a, a tremendous player, has been a tremendous player since he came into the league in 2016. He was brought over here for a reason. His debut for the Dolphins was a little delayed because of that knee injury that he suffered, you know, right, right ahead of uh, a preseason. Uh, and we didn't get to see him. 
until four weeks ago. He's played four games for the Miami Dolphins, yet he leads the Miami Dolphins in interceptions with three. That's that's a pretty cool stat. I like that stat quite a bit. Did you know that Jalen Ramsey's career high for a single season for interceptions is four? He's done that a couple different times, but his career high for a single season is four interceptions. So he has an opportunity while only playing half of the year here in Miami to equal and possibly surpass the amount of interceptions he's ever had uh, in a single season in his NFL career. And we're talking pro bowl seasons. We're talking first team, all pros, and this could end up statistically being his best season in terms of interceptions. So that, that would be kind of, that'd be kind of cool. But the reason I, the reason my answer becomes Jalen Ramsey is because you've seen what this defense has been able to do since his addition. This defense, since Jalen Ramsey, you know, was brought into the mix since he came back from that injury, ranks as one of the top defenses in the National Football League. And unfortunately, earlier on in the year, you just couldn't say that about this squad. They needed somebody the caliber of Jalen Ramsey on the outside, opposite Xavier Howard. Now, granted, Everyone on defense has been able to acclimate themselves to Vic Fangio's scheme as the season has progressed. But to see Ramsey hit the ground running the way that he has, he got an interception in his first game uh, with the Dolphins against the New England Patriots. A couple weeks later, he gets two interceptions, including a game ceiling interception against the Las Vegas Raiders. And he's barely allowed any receptions at all through four games, you know, he's just been tremendous. He's been outstanding. He's been uh, everything that, that you could ask for his nickname apparently is as advertised. And that is a perfect nickname for Jalen Ramsey this season. Did any of us know that? Did we know that is it? Cause that, that was such a shoehorned interview too. Did like what, what program? So during HBO's hard knocks, they showed Jalen Ramsey getting interviewed by Channing Crowder and Ryan Clark. Did, did they ever say what show that was or, or anything like that? I, cause it was very random. I think it's CBS something or another, some online public. Yeah, something. I'm not sure, but I uh, credit that stuff. I'm so I was so confused because again, who's ever called him that? Have you heard? I actually didn't hear that before the HBO. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be saying it nonstop every time he makes a play. I'm just gonna be yelling at my TV as advertised, baby. Speaking of it, speaking of interceptions, Jalen Ramsey leads the team with three. Who is second on the Miami Dolphins in interceptions? Don't look, Jake. Don't look. There's a bunch of people with one. Um, somebody has to have two. Somebody does have two. Baker? A- You're right, Josh. It's Jerome Baker. Wow. Linebacker. Nailed it. With two. Damn. Josh, so, yeah. what's it been like just seeing um, Jalen Ramsey not only on the field, but and these hard knocks, man, they kind of single him out for his speeches he gives at the end of practice or before games even. I mean, this dude means business. Yeah, and I was just going to say when Merrick was talking, they said um, his nickname, they asked him, your nickname is as advertised, and I'm just sitting there waiting to hear what his nickname is because they made it sound like they were – like uh, it was living up to the hype or something. I'm like, oh, oh, as advertised. But, I mean, it's just, again, he is as advertised, but he's still a light, slightly better than what we all anticipated when he came to Miami. You know, Merrick's naming off how many receptions he's allowed, the three interceptions. You know, he's maybe going to have career high in those numbers and things like that. I mean, he completely takes away one half of the field and, you know, all the nonsense and all the media were talking about how he could be, you know, his best years are past him. I mean, that's not the case at all. 
this defense has completely changed once Jalen Ramsey's out there. And um, you just love what he brings to the locker room too, Jake. You mentioned him, you know, talking at the end of games, you know, getting the players hype and things like that. Um, he's meant everything to this team. And you saw it again with the defense as soon as he came back, um, you know, whether it was them getting acclimated to Vic Fangio's defense and Jalen Ramsey coming in and it all just being that perfect storm, or if it truly was just Jalen Ramsey being that missing piece, whatever it is, this defense is playing out of its mind. I think they're what six in total defense. Um, everything we expect at the beginning of the year, but um, for those first few weeks, we were a little bit, we were a little queasy, weren't we boys? People were calling for Fangio's head. I could not believe that. And it's always Crazy. the most obnoxious and wrong voices that are the loudest. Always keep that in mind. One really cool stat that I think screams Jalen Ramsey, even though you wouldn't necessarily expect it. Uh, Christian Wilkins, he leads the team with eight tackles for a loss. And then there are four other linebacker, edge rushers, and defensive tackles who have either seven or eight uh, tackles for a loss. Actually, they all have seven. Right beneath them is Cater Kohu with five tackles for a loss. What Jalen Ramsey does, which I think is so awesome, it just allows everybody else to be themselves and have confidence in the way they play because this Dolphins defensive coaching staff has scouted these guys so well where they know how to make these guys feel comfortable, be in a position to succeed. And Cater Kohu is that perfect example. When you look at what happened in that Buffalo game week three and then compared to the last couple of weeks, that is a completely different player. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just how lucky are we, <laughs> man? how many years did we sit there and, and deal with these crappy dolphins teams? And then, then all of a sudden Mike McDaniel gets hired and they trade for Tyree kill and they trade for Bradley Chubb and they trade for Jalen Ramsey and they're drafting, you know, star players like Tua Tunga Vailoa and Jalen Waddle and Javon Holland. And, and they hire a legendary offensive line coach in Butch Berry and this offensive line has been turned around this season. It's just, wow. We're what lucky, man. We're lucky. Look at us, Paul Rudd style. Look at us. I was just gonna, I was just gonna say that you steal everything. You you take you take <laughs> everything before I could say. I, um, I I just want to say to you, Jake. I mean, perfect example. Cater Kohu without Jalen Ramsey in the lineup. I mean, he was playing on the outside, and yes, he has that versatility, but he looks like an entirely different monster there at nickel. The way he's blowing up some of these plays, week and handles, uh, you know, those slot receivers and some of those bigger tight ends. So, um, he would not be able to do those things like you mentioned without Ramsey out there. So, um, hard to argue that he's the best defensive player on this roster. But, um, I'm sure Jake and I will find a way to do so. Let's take a break and do just that. Joshua House, the world has waited about 45 seconds to a minute, and they want to know, who do you think is the best player on this Miami Dolphins defense? Okay, well, let's just start by saying you did mention I cannot say Jalen Phillips. I was sitting here torn. Even today I was torn because I'm not sure who you're going with, Jake. I don't know if what you told us in the group chat was right or not. Or, uh, you were honest with that. I mean, there's so many good players we could talk about. Christian Wilkins, um, Bradley Chubb. You mentioned Jalen Ramsey. Xavier Howard's names can be thrown in there. But for me, I'm going to go with Javon Holland, the 36th overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. I'll be the first one to admit I wrote an article in the Finsider saying how the Dolphins need to get Javante Williams. Thank God that didn't work out, right? If that was who Denver wanted, whatever the case may be, they moved up there. They got him. The Dolphins ended up getting Javon Holland, and he is right now playing at a, high, a super high level, right? I mean, I think pro football focus has him ranked as their number one safety still with a 91.2 defense rating, 83.2 run defense, 82.5 tackle, and then the coverage, 90.7. He has 70 total tackles this year. 
four pass breakups, three tackles for loss, three forced fumbles. And I'm saying all this right after he made one of the most, uh, you know, magnificent plays we may ever see in our lifetime, right? I mean, we did not think the Jets were going to go toe-to-toe with the Miami Dolphins. We weren't that queasy in this game, but it was, a, what, a 10-6 game. They did just get score points, and then, you know, they get the ball back, and Javon Holland makes that play, taking it 99 yards to the house. I think he's the best safety in football. He can play at free safety and come down and play in the box. We've seen him play in the slot a little bit. Every year continues to get better. We know how much these safeties mean to this defense. Yes, him and Deshaun Elliott are interchangeable, but without Javon Holland out there, this defense doesn't work the way it does. So I think he's the best safety in football right now. I think he's playing at an extremely high level. And after that interception, 99-yard pick six, it's hard to argue that he's the best player on the roster. So he's my defensive player of uh, defensive MVP. Tell me why I'm wrong, Jake. Tell me why I'm wrong, Merrick. Instead, I'm going to hit you with the dumbest comparison ever. Are you ready for this one? I forgot my Ed Reed comparison. He was studying Ed Reed tape. Is that who were we gonna say? Javon Holland is a Thanksgiving turkey. Hear me out. Ooh. Hear me out. On Thanksgiving, you eat turkey for an entire week. You then get turkey sandwiches, and then at the very end, you use the rest of the turkey to make a soup. What makes Javon Holland so special is all the different things he does so well. In college, he was a slot cornerback. Throughout the season, we've seen him cover receivers line up in the slot and be very comfortable what did Raheem Mostert say on Tuesday when he was watching back that 99 yard intercept return that's a punt return from Javon Holland that is exactly what he said Javon Holland has two years of punt return experience in this league I think what makes Javon Holland so special is because he has squeezed so much experience out of his time in college and out of his time at the NFL where he's been able to maximize that and then you Sprinkle in Vic Fangio's defense. Man, that is a recipe for disaster when you're talking opposing offenses. How'd I do? Did I get it back on track? Did that kind of make sense? Yes, yes, you did. And and you're not going to get any argument from me, Josh. That's like I said at the beginning of this exercise, there's so many players that you can argue for. And Javon would be a a player that I would argue for as well. Uh, Very well could be one of the the top defenders, if not the top defender on this Miami Dolphins team. I have his jersey, so I'm a big fan of this guy. But I will admit, much like yourself, Josh, when they drafted Javon Holland over Javante Williams, or or maybe they didn't get Javante Williams. I think the Broncos took him one player before, something like that, right? I remember, I think I like stormed out of my house. I think I think it was like a nice, nice spring day. I had the had the door open. It's just a storm door there, and I just opened the door. I said, What the hell is this team doing? Well, that's why I do not work for the Miami Dolphins. I am not the general manager of this squad, and I get to sit here and 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 hindsight's twenty twenty, and the Dolphins made the right pick, and I would have made the wrong one. So, yes, big fan of Javon Holland as well. Last thing about Holland, I continue to think, you know, he sat out a, a year in Oregon, right? I think it was the COVID season. If he didn't sit out, who knows what type of tape these teams may have seen, and then, you know, he might not have been there at 36 overall. So everything True. works out for a I was definitely pissed when that happened, but um, I, I'm, I'm sort of a jinx. I wrote the article, made sure I got it up there, and they got Javon Holland, so I'm okay with that. Isn't the process of getting Javon Holland like the biggest draft no-no of all time, but it actually worked? Like They just traded Minka Fitzpatrick, and with one of their first draft picks, we're like, we, we got to replace him, so we need to draft the safety here. So you're forced into drafting this position, and it works seamlessly. You know, It works out where Minka Fitzpatrick goes as having an all-pro career in Pittsburgh and hey by the way Javon Holland's about to be doing that in Miami that just seems like like that's like a magical type transaction there that doesn't happen often 
Yeah, and you know, considering cap hell that the Dolphins are about to be in, you might as well just pay him now, Greer. Like, can you pay him now? Has he been in the league long enough that you can give him an extension? Because I don't want to wait any longer. Just give him his money. As you guys think of these two players, though, Jalen Ramsey and Javon Holland, let's just say on any given week, one of them isn't the, in the lineup. Which one, which absence makes the Miami Dolphins defense worse? Oh, wow. That's a great question. We've seen what has happened uh, when both of those players have missed games this year. Jalen Ramsey obviously starting the season out with that knee injury. And then Javon Holland missed a game there with a concussion, I believe. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, Safety is a very important position in the Vic Fangio defense, but Jalen Ramsey is so good. And to have him on the opposite side of Xavier Howard so the pass rush can do their thing, you get some of these coverage sacks. I think I'm going to abstain from answering that question. I literally cannot give you, I can't argue either way. I think they're both tremendous losses. Yeah, I was going through it in my head, and I was actually getting ready to say Jalen Ramsey, but that would go against uh, what I said, so I'm not going to say that. I mean, if <laughs> if Holland's out, you get Brandon Jones out there. Are we seeing the Brandon Jones that was just coming back, you know, working his way back into the lineup, or is he, you know, feet under his ground right now? Because, I mean, um, it's two different things. But, yeah, we don't want to see this defense without either of those guys because um, everything will crumble after that. But I almost said Ramsey to to piggyback on you, Merrick. This is so unfair because it's it, – does sound like you kind of got to hate on one to to come to a decision here. And after you got to hate on this... a bunch of people. You got to hate on a bunch of people giving us your guy because you have a lot of guys that. After going through this and looking at just these two guys, um, I think I'm leaning Ramsey. I just go back to what's happening with Cater Kohu, right? I think what Ramsey has allowed the other cornerbacks to do and the, the comfort level that secondary is playing at. Again, I love both of these players. I don't want either of them off my team. That's who I'd pick, I think, out of those two. Either way, the Dolphins have, Merrick, I think you said it earlier, there's like five, six different players you can go from to decide this. But, man, Jalen Ramsey's chasing that fourth all-pro season. Javon Holland being one of the top safeties in the league. You see what Justin Simmons did in Denver, seeing Javon Holland do that, and I'm going to even say a little better. It's just been so much fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jake, you're up, man. You got to let us know. Who do you think the best defender on these Miami Dolphins is? So, Jerome Baker has been with this team for such a long time. <laughs> I kid, I kid. But, guys, I don't think we really appreciate how often Christian Wilkins is on the football field. This dude is the energizer bunny. We aren't going to give the dude who walks into the Hard Knocks studio with all the confidence in the world with his gut hanging out. And it's not even a gut because this dude is absolutely jacked. But you got to go with the Power Ranger, man. Christian Wilkins at the center of this defense. No one has been more important to this defense. You go back to 2019 when this franchise had its tail between its legs. It did not know what to do. Adam Gase had everything obliterated. The first thing they did, we're getting Christian Wilkins. We're going to get him in here to redevelop the defense. Not only that, he's not coming off the field. He's going to play 98% of snaps, and no other defensive tackle is going to be close until the Dolphins sign Zach Sealer, and then those two guys are going to blow everyone else away. But you think about it. He's leading the team with six and a half sacks. He shouldn't even need the sacks to be called one of the best players on this team. Seven tackles for a loss. I think you set the tone up front in the trenches. We spent years hearing that the Dolphins aren't built in the trenches, blah, 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 blah. They built in the trenches. They're having success, and that's because of Christian Wilkins. Yeah, Christian Wilkins has to be considered 
one of the best, if not the best defenders on this team uh, for all of the, the reasons you mentioned, Jake, but also because of his leadership. You know, mm-hmm. he, he he's always the first guy in the end zone celebrating with the offense when they score touchdowns, which, which is amazing. He caught a touchdown pass of his own last year, I believe. You know, maybe we can get that package for the end of the season here. Uh, I think it was uh, Alf from Three Yards Per Carry. He put up a picture on Twitter earlier today about how uh, Christian Wilkins could be our answer to our third and one and fourth and one woes. And you just have Christian Wilkins take the snap and take his big body and barrel it forward. I think he called it the butt bludgeon. Um, we may need to work on that name, but <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to it. That'd be kind of fun to watch. Maybe, maybe even let him throw a touchdown pass every, every now and again, that'd be fun too. Uh, you know, you might have to pay him a little bit more than what he's asking for if he's going to be throwing TDs as well. But yeah, that was a mistake by the Miami Dolphins, not paying Christian Wilkins, calling his bluff, saying, hey, listen, if you go get more sacks, maybe we can go back to the negotiating table. And what did Christian Wilkins do? He went out there and he got those sacks. Like you said, it's silly, Jake, that he's got to get those just to just to get those numbers. But, uh, you know, he, he could be looking at a franchise tag coming next year. Because you got to keep Christian Wilkins. You got to keep big number 94 in the aqua and orange. He has to play for this team. He's such a such a menace on the field and a leader off the field. Big fan of Christian Wilkins. And I think you can't go wrong with that pick, Jake. Yeah, I I, I did think you were going with Jerome Baker. Though. I thought you were going to have some nice, uh, you know, way of tying this in. Because he has played well lately with that some, neck roll. Some one, but... really niche stats. Second, yeah. second in interceptions. But Christian Wilkins, I mean, that's a perfect answer, Jake. And I think both of you guys mentioned it. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to look at a guy and say, okay, we're we're paying you because of you know the type of person you are. But when you're putting that, you're going out there statistically living up to those expectations, and then showing that you're that type of leader off the field. I mean, we all see Hard Knocks. I'm dying. He's sitting there playing uh, um, rock paper scissors. He's like, no, f you, man, f you. And he's just like, he's it's that just the type of person he is, but then, you know, the type of leader he is out there. You mentioned him being here since, you know, back in the day and just being here with all these teams, building this thing the right way. And again, he continues to get better. He's going to have his, um, a team leading record sacks. I think I'm the one that said he was going to lead team in sacks, right? I mean, it's, Ooh, it's getting yeah. closer now. So, so six and a half, he's going to have that now to go to the contract table. I just hope they find a way. I think the franchise tag is the right way to go because he is one of the most talented people in that defensive line. Um, we have to give Bradley Chubb some, you know, flowers, mm-hmm. but I think you mm-hmm. have to go with Christian Wilkins over Chubb just because of how long he's been here and been that anchor in the middle of this defense. I, I don't want to see a Dolphins defense without Christian Wilkins up front. I don't think any of us do. Nope, definitely it, not. It, and you're giving you're giving your flowers to to Christian Wilkins. You know, as much hate as he gets on Twitter. I don't think you were too far off with Jerome Baker there, Jake. You teased it to start with, but he's been he's been uh, an improved player under the Vic Fangio defense, especially the last few weeks. Um, you got to give props to Xavier Howard as well, a mainstay mm-hmm. with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you know, the compliment to Jalen Ramsey on on the other side, and he was there holding it down while Ramsey was was out earlier in the year. So you you got to give credit to him. He's having himself a nice bounce back season, even if it's not showing up in the in the turnover. Uh, department. Uh, Cater Kohu, maybe not, you know, at the level of, of top defender just yet, but he's well on his way. He's been looking really good. Just this defense as a whole, Zach Sealer, another great player for the Miami Dolphins. I really like the fact that you mentioned Bradley Chubb there too, Josh. I think Bradley Chubb, uh, could you could make a very strong case for Bradley Chubb as the best defender on this Miami Dolphins defense. But here's the best thing. 
You don't have to pick just one because they're all out there. They're all playing and and they're turning it on right at the right time at the end of the year when you need them to most, Uh, you know, you, you got three games against lesser opponents in the commanders, the Titans and the jets to kind of figure out what you're going to do now that Jalen Phillips is not in the fold, you know, figure out how you're going to replace him and, and, and get things to your liking before you got games against the, the Cowboys and the bills and the Ravens, you know, those, those three teams are going to be tough. That's your little uh, playoff preview. You get, you get those three games before you do actually have to play in the playoffs um, which I believe I saw today that they have a 98.8% chance to make the playoffs now, which feels good. And they have the second best odds to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, only behind the Kansas City Chiefs. That 1.2% just still feels way too large to me. It's just, it just <laughs> looming. It's just looming over it. This massive hot air balloon that just says 1.2% chance. That's just stuck in my head. I just wanted to say no more Bradley Chubb hate on the internet. I'm, done with nope. it i'm tired nope. of it this dude has seven sacks four forced fumbles dude has been an absolute stud consistent just another pillar on the defensive front this has been fun i think this is a nice way to kind of remind us that you know losing jalen phillips is absolutely brutal it sucks a bunch but this is a dolphins defense man that's built for the long haul i'm excited to see how they look moving forward and mayor how are you expecting them to look against the commies so I, I feel like it's going to be a good game for our Miami Dolphins. I think this defense has another great opportunity to feast against a, an offensive line that hasn't performed, you know, as well as they would have liked to this season uh, against a young quarterback who may lead the league in passing yards, uh, which he does. Sam Howell does, but he also is being sacked at the highest rate of any quarterback in the national football league. And he's also been turning the ball over quite a bit. That entire offense has been turning over, the ball quite a bit. I believe they had six turnovers against the New York Giants. The New York Giants aren't known as one of the better teams in the National Football League and certainly not, uh, you know, as one of the best defenses in the National Football League. Whereas this Miami Dolphins unit, especially with Jalen Ramsey in, in the mix here, they are known as one of the best defenses in the league right now. So I do think uh, you know, while the commanders may be able to move the ball, I do think the Dolphins are going to get plenty of sacks. I'm predicting at least four sacks for this Dolphins defense on Sunday. I think the defense is going to get turnovers. I'm predicting at least two turnovers for the Dolphins defense this Sunday. And I'm really hoping, fingers crossed, toes crossed, knocking on wood, anything I need to do, I of newt, that the Miami Dolphins offense can finally figure out how to not turn the ball over, not throw some boneheaded interceptions, not have these fumbles and these muff snaps and all of this crap that's been plaguing this team for the last few weeks. And I'm hoping we can finally play uh, complimentary football, both the offensive defense, but offense and defense uh, can play at the tops of their game. So I'm predicting a Miami Dolphins victory 31 to 16 against the Washington Commanders. My uh, oldest son did not get his score prediction in uh, in the wire today, so uh, we will we will leave his out of this. But my Someone's youngest son some did. Laps. Yeah, exactly. Some push-ups and some burpees. But uh, my youngest did, and he sees things going even better for the Miami Dolphins offense than I do, and he's predicting a 47-20 to 20 victory on the road in uh, – do they still play in Landover up there? I don't know. <laughs> Josh, you well, buying those predictions? Right. 
Yeah, no, that sounds great to me, man. Sign me up. Inject it in our veins. Dolphins, go out there. We see the offense and defense both, you know, bringing it all together. But you're sitting there naming all these things that they shot themselves in the foot with these last few weeks, and I'm just thinking, dude, it's, de- it's definitely going to happen again. They're going to do something stupid. It's going <laughs> to give us a sec- little bit of queasiness just for a second before Tua bounces back and hits Tyreek for like an 80-yarder. You do feel yeah. a lot better going against this commander's team after they traded Montez Sweat and Chase Young better. away at the, at the deadline. You, you 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 feel less queasy going into this matchup because of that. But uh, I think it's time. I think it's really time that they 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 get this offense back on track, predicting big games for both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle going against one of the worst secondaries in the National Football League. And and they just got their butts whooped by the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving a week after getting their butts whooped by the New York Giants. And uh, they're they're reeling right now. They're reeling. Merrick Brave, you have said it all, my friend. Thank you all so much for listening to another Dolphins podcast. That is all we have for you today. We will be back next time. But until then, fins up. Fins up, baby. Fins up. Fins up.